And now, welcome to Like a Boss. Insights with influencers, creatives, online entrepreneurs, and badasses like you. Here is your hostess, Heather Havenwood, Chief Sexy Boss, helping you rise to the top. Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business, triple your list, and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Hi, everyone. Welcome. My name is Heather Havenwood. Welcome to Like a Boss, where we're helping you rise to the top in your business and field. So today I have someone really cool on the phone, which I'm super good to have fun with and poke with because he's a strong, muscular guy. And that's always fun to have a strong, muscular guy on Like a Boss, right? Okay. So Pat Rigsby, are you there? I'm here. You're there. You're big and strong. I get to poke at you. Are you okay with that? I am perfectly fine with it. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> okay, good. Pat Grigsby is a business coach who has built over 25 businesses in the fitness industry, with the seven becoming million-dollar or multi-million-dollar ventures. Two have become multi- multiple-time winners on the Entrepreneur Franchise 500, with another being a multiple-time honoree of the Inc. 5000 list of fastest-growing businesses in the United States. Pat now coaches entrepreneurs who want to build their own ideal business. And you can connect with him at patrigsby.com forward slash like boss. So Pat, thanks for being here, by the way. My pleasure. Excited to uh, hang out with you for a little bit. So I have to ask, um, you obviously, you if, if, you, if people aren't watching you right now, because I do do this on YouTube, we do this live video, right? We also have it on YouTube and Roku and everything else um, in 17 different radio stations. But if they're not looking at you, you're like a strong, tough guy, right? Did you grow up military? <laughs> nope. I was a college baseball coach and college strength coach before I got into business, but that's about as, uh, as strong and tough. Really? As a, yeah. I mean, you look like right now I could say, Pat, will you drop and do 50 and you'd be good. Like that's. <laughs> well, let's not do that while we're on camera. So. I'm not going to make you do that, but like you just look like a strong guy. So it's no wonder you're in the fitness industry. So tell us more about your businesses that you took them to multi-million dollar levels. Tell us more about those kinds of businesses. So as I mentioned, I, I got out of the baseball coaching, strength coaching kind of world and, you know, I knew I wanted to own a business and that was the stuff that I knew. So. Right. Started a, a training business, turned into a second location, and then started to consult and coach other people on that. And that, mm. uh, it, it just kind of snowballed and got to the point where I had a, a couple solid business models that worked, created franchises around those, grew those to uh, the combination of the two. They were like sister franchises. We had about 275 locations. And then... 
in addition to that, had you know, consulting company, education company with certifications, and a handful of other things that were very much related to helping uh, small business owners, be it health businesses like medical-based businesses, fitness businesses, or sports performance businesses, succeed. Okay, great. So I love that you're so vague, but let's not go vague. So let's go in the 275 franchise. What was the name of the company? Uh, Fitness Revolution and Athletic Revolution were the two organizations. So are those training companies like, like what kind of training? Like, because there's different kinds of training in the world of fitness training, right? So can you Um, break that down? So Fitness Revolution was a more like adult personal training, either done in a a group or in a semi-private setting largely. Uh, Athletic Revolution was more... Uh, youth fitness, sports performance, typically ages six to 18 with, you know, a few professional athletes kind of mixed in. Nice. Okay, great. Well, I live in, I live in Austin and I used to live out in Lakeway, Texas and Lakeway, like Travis is one of the top high schools in the country. Yeah. 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 So there's like football players literally moving here with their kids to take them through Lake Travis to become, and actually Colt McCoy who just played um, first string and quarterback this last yeah. two weeks, believe it or not, um, came from Doug Travis. And so I think it's really kind of cool. This is kind of a breeding ground. So I think your business model is so critical. I saw some of the guys here, locally trainers, that moved into that space, which is focusing on that, what, I, what would you call that, the teen, preteen yeah, I mean, adolescent and teen type of stuff, which, yeah, it, it's, it's booming. I mean, it's, it, it is, yeah. It's booming. I remember, this is a true story, Pat. I'm, I literally work out at 7 a.m. with one of the trainers that worked a lot with that group. And he had a young kid. This guy, I swear, this kid was probably 15. But his dad was a, a professional football player. So, like, they were grooming him. And he's in there before school at, like, 6.30 in the morning with his mom and trainer, like, whipping him. And then he still has to go to football practice. I was like, oh, my gosh. But, I mean, they're grooming him, you know, from the age of 13, 14, 15, which is just insane. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it is definitely a, a different era. And so we were able to build a franchise and some yeah. other ancillary businesses around kind of that trend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's certainly something that uh, you know, I'm still involved in to this day. Is it so, still around today? Uh, those those businesses are no longer franchises. The, the, the purchasers kind of morphed it into more of yeah. a coaching type thing. Okay. Um, you know, but I actually co-own an area exclusive licensing program with that same type of model called Athletes Acceleration now. So, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, it's a big business and it's a very successful business. So that's really great. So, um, so what, what do you, what do you do now? You talk about helping people with their ideal business. What does that mean exactly? So I, I think most entrepreneurs like you, like me, we, you know, we, we have this vision, we start to build something, we're excited about it. And sometimes it just kind of takes on a life of its own and, and we, we have, we almost become reactive. To it. And so I said, well, you know what, if we're smart enough to build this great business that throws off money and has a big impact, then we should be able to actually build it in a way that's fulfilling to us, that is um, providing us the income that we want. We're working with the clients we want to have. So I, I focus more in on now probably helping people build the business they want instead of just saying, hey, here's my business in a box, come adapt to it. I'd rather craft something that adapts to you. 
Right. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so tell us more what that looks like. What kind, if someone came to you and said, okay, you're a business coach, <clears throat> what kind of clients are you doing and working with? And is it, wh what kind of businesses? Primarily service businesses, those businesses that I had touched on, health, fitness, sports performance, but I mean, some attorneys, some people outside of those, uh, those specific industries. And, you know, so we talk about their goals. We talk about what their vision is, who their ideal client is. And then we kind of put all this in a framework that I know that works. So yeah, we know fundamentals that work in business. And so we take their individual preferences, strengths, skills, and put this into this really three-part framework where we attract the, the right prospects. We take them through a, a customized kind of conversion process to, to get those people to move from interested to ready to do business with them. Mm -hmm. And then we deliver a dream come true result through an, an experience that that client's going to enjoy. So we basically retrofit those three units to their respective goals and visions and strengths. Well, let's, let's just stop right there. I'm going to put a hole in your whole theory there. Cause you did yeah. say that you work with attorneys and so having a great outcome is not always the best with attorneys. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I'll, uh, I, I will, I will accept that willingly. Yes. I mean, I'm just saying in the three attorneys that I talk to on pretty much a weekly basis right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're listening, which you're probably not, but that's okay. Um, yeah. So other than attorneys, I, I get what you're saying. So what I hear, and I used to work with the, my ex was actually a chiropractor. And so I actually worked in his business. And so some of those systems and structures of being able to bring someone in and convert them and have them do a service over a period of time and have them be healthy and well. And and feeling good when they leave. I mean, that's kind of what you're saying is like attracting them and converting them with that systems and structures and actually having the, the result. And that's a challenge, especially when you're dealing with the human body and you're dealing with issues with the human body that you can't necessarily foresee. You can't always control all the elements, you know, um, are there certain kind of elixirs or certain things that you do with businesses like in the health and wellness, I like kind of like stay in that, that service business, um, health and wellness space where is different than other business coaches. Um, yeah, I, I probably have focused more on avoiding the one size fits all approach. Most people okay. say, Hey, let's just throw up a Facebook ad and try to convert people to Facebook ad and get them to decide in the moment to make some sort of annual commitment and join whatever program. And, you know, the, the business owners tend to, uh, struggle with that. Like it sounds good in theory, but it's not the way that we actually buy stuff. Right. So, um, I tend to fall, focus a lot more on getting those, those prospects to go like in, in any business or any market, there are people who would benefit from what you have to offer. So yeah, those people are just invisible to you in many cases. So we've got to turn the invisible into visible and then we get them to raise their hand and say, I'm, I'm interested in the benefit you can provide or the solution you offer. And then we follow up. I think in most businesses, follow up is the, the, the gaping hole, right? Like they, they, if they don't get immediate gratification, they don't get somebody to buy on day one. They've kind of just written them off as yeah. fire kicker or not serious. And then they just give up on them. But the reality is, most people who show an interest in something don't 
actually buy that thing in the first 24 or 72 hours. So Mm -hmm. you follow up, you convert two, three, four times as many people and you build Uh a healthy, successful business. I I think about, um, and I was going to, I'm going to ask you next about about trends, like trends in the business, health and wellness space. I don't know if you know anything about it, but I'm going to ask you about it. Um, but it just reminds me there's, I'm here in Austin downtown. So there's kind of what, what I call eclectic of all kinds of cool stuff. They try things out here a lot, I think. And, uh, there's a company here that basically you go and sit down you put a needle and you sit there and you get IV of B12 and glutathione and like cool stuff. Now they market it, how they market it is actually for the person who's drunk the night before, like the hangover market. And yep. I get that because it's near downtown Austin at 6th Street. I get the marketing behind it. But actually, I went there when I was just didn't feel well. Like I think I had the flu or something, you know. And I went there because vitamin C and glutathione and B12, it's like sucking right into my body. And it made me feel amazing, you know. And I felt better and um, got over my sickness faster. Wasn't self-induced, basically, sickness, right? <laughs> um, it was a natural cause of life. Uh, so I thought it was interesting, but here's what I thought really fascinating. They, they did a business model where it was membership, which I felt like, I mean, I don't want to be sick every single month, and why would I self-induce myself to be sick every month, right? Um, the next thing is that they never followed up. I mean, I gave them my phone number, my real email, my, you know, my real, uh, obviously everything, because it was health business, right? Health side. I gave them my phone number, my cell phone number. Not once have I gotten a phone call, an email, a direct response postcard, nothing to come back. And I just think that's interesting. I mean, they're just gave me whole against follow up is what I'm pointing there. But my yeah. question to you is just, you know, are you finding trends, different kinds of new trends are happening? Or do you work with, you know, just can you talk about the trends at all going on in the health? Yeah, I, I mean, right now we see a lot of boutique type of fitness businesses or health yeah. businesses pop up. I mean, we see everything from cycle bar to orange theory bodies and orange theory. And, you know, you see IV therapy, you see meditation studios, you see all these different people that, you know, there's, there's an interest, there's an awareness and, yeah. and then you see uh, people who are influencers, the Tim Ferriss's of the world or, or you or whoever else that talks about it. Yeah. And so now there's enough awareness that they think, okay, well, we can build a business around this one thing mm. instead of in the past it was, hey, we're just going to have a health club that has a little bit of everything. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Do you find that that's more profitable? Because I, I see that, but I don't see the numbers behind the scenes. You might see actually the numbers. Are they more profitable, the more niche? Like Orange Theory is really big here. Right. You know, we have some really yoga, meditation, hardcore places here too that are really big. Are the numbers more profitable than like, let's say a lifetime or gold's gym where it's a one size fits all? I I think that, you know, it's kind of organization by organization. Orange theory is a machine there. They, they do so well with all of it. Some of the other ones, I think, you know, they're trying to catch kind of lightning in a bottle and saying, how can we model what orange theory does, but with cycling or with Pilates or with some other trendy thing, some of them do well, some of them don't. Usually it's tied to things like marketing and follow-up. I mean, they've all got something to sell, but if they've got 100 people that come through the door in a given month to try out what they, what they have, like you did, and they're not following up on, on, on those, I mean, it's a revolving door, and that type of thing just, I mean, it's just not sustainable. There are only mm-hmm. so many people that live close enough by to try it out once and never come back. I mean, you have to 
maximize the lifetime value somehow. There, whoever's behind Orange Theory from a marketing perspective is brilliant. You know, something that they did here in Austin is um, they spray painted a bunch of bikes orange and just like left them around the city kind of thing with their name on it before they even opened. And now they've opened like at least like, well, there's, there's three from a five mile radius just for my location alone. And they're packed. And I went to a couple, um, not my thing, not my thing, uh, but uh, they were packed and they're always packed and they're doing very well financially. So I hear, again, I'm not looking at their books, but I think they're doing well. They keep opening more and more. I'm curious as a, someone who's in that industry, why do you think that trend's happening? Why, why do you think the consumer's wanting that? Or do you have any data on that? Well, I, I think that people want something that they feel like is more unique to them. So something that's more boutique is always a, more appealing than something general. Um, obviously, people buy convenience. So they have a bunch of small locations that they can pop up in closer proximity to somebody instead of making everybody drive further for a bigger location. And, um, you know, the smaller ones that do well, I mean, it's almost, uh, universal in seeing that they're good at marketing and selling the ones that struggle in the fitness industry or any industry are usually the ones that think that, Hey, we build it and people will just flood in the doors. Mm-hmm. Um, Orange Theory, I think, is probably as good a case study as you could get of that because they go in high population shopping centers usually or high traffic, high traffic areas. So Mm -hmm. they go where the population is instead of expecting to be a destination that everybody has to travel to. Mm -hmm. They they require a pretty significant marketing budget for a fitness business Mm -hmm. and it's group based. So now you've got a big pool of people that if they're having a good experience, they're going to go out there and share that with everybody else. And so they create a pretty prominent referral base too. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things they do, and I have no idea I'm making this up, but I think that the one of the things they do from a research perspective is um, cause I'm looking think of the ones that are around me. They all are nearby or as close as they possibly can get to a Starbucks. You know, so like Starbucks, you know, just got a ton of research on the locations, like a McDonald's back in the day, you know, they know yep. where they probably have research of research of a whole department just on like where they're going to put the McDonald's. I'm pretty sure Starbucks has the same thing, you know, the location. And I think Orange Therapy is like piggybacking off of that. They're like, let's just, let's just follow Starbucks because the two that I know are literally one's actually in the same parking lot, if not next door, literally. And another one is really close. They can get they can walk, you know, stay, not the same parking lot, but pretty close. And I think that that's what they're doing. <laughs> they're just like, there's a Starbucks. Let's just put one there, which makes sense. Well, if you can't, you know, if you contrast that with most fitness businesses they're, you know, most of the boutique places or the training facilities, they're not in high traffic retail areas, right? They're in light industrial parks. They're tucked away. And so they don't get the luxury of seeing all this visibility. They don't get to be, next to restaurants or Starbucks or something that have hundreds of people walking through the door every day. And so that, you know, obviously Orange Theory pays more for that, yes. but it keeps yeah. them in front of people over and over and over. And so it's like this intrusive follow-up that you can't avoid. I mean, it's like, right. a yeah, they are in class A high volume uh, retail space. Technically yeah. they're not an in industrial, they're in retail class A space. And 
that's that's expensive, especially in Austin. Yep. Austin's twenty percent, but that's that's expensive. So that's going to come down. And I think it's interesting because they have a limit on numbers of people. I would love to see the financials one day. I'd love to. I mean, I just think it's interesting because they do have a limit on the number of class people in the class. There's a limit, like a bucket that's limit. Um, and then they're in high. They're in class A retail space with extremely expensive front, you know, retail space. So it's, it's an interesting model. I was just curious. Um, do you have any experience in e-com or uh, supplement business at all, the fitness industry? You know, a little bit. I've consulted with a couple supplement businesses. Yeah. Owned uh, an equipment company. I consult with with another. So yeah, I certainly am around it enough. It, it's not been my primary business, but I, I definitely am pretty involved. So, what's your take on CBD oil? <laughs> I, I think most anything that is promised as a cure all to solve every problem is probably a little more sizzle than steak. Yeah, so I'm in Texas. It's not legal. CBD is here, but obviously not marijuana. It's not legal here, just so you know. But my sister went to California recently. She was in San Francisco for work, and she came back and she said, "I was in." She said, "I was inundated with with ads for CBD oil that literally it solved everything." <laughs> That's what she said. It solves everything. You cough, CBD solves it. You know, you don't feel well, it solves it. Sleep solves it. This solves it. It was like. If you have this, it solves it. And I just was like, is that really true? She's like, I have no idea. But that was all the marketing everywhere. <laughs> that marijuana solves everything. And they're different, right? But I'm just saying. Anyway, that was totally just random. Um, so let's talk about your business. You have, three, you have a three-step process with the business. Let's just talk about one of those, the front end. So let's talk about what's that three-step process. So when we talk about a track, like, like I mentioned, there, there are people in Austin. There are people in Louisville, Kentucky. There are people everywhere that that say, hey, yeah, I would benefit from what you have to offer or I would like the result that you provide or something like that. And so right. the problem is we don't know who they are a lot of times. We have to, they're invisible to us. We know they exist, but they're invisible to us. So we've got to make them visible. We've got to get them to raise their hand and say, yeah, I'm interested. They may not be ready to buy now because most people, before they commit to doing something, they want to do a little bit of research, a little discovery but we've at least got to know who those people are. So um, <clears throat> typically when we, when we focus on the attract units, like how can we get that person to raise their hand and be visible to us? Well, the, the easiest way is to have an existing client refer them over. So, you know, they get to kind of go out there and be an ambassador for what we do, but there's a limit to that. And, you know, if you or I are a customer somewhere or a client somewhere, We've got our own stuff to worry about. So we can't go out there and just be kind of a walking billboard for another business. So um, the other thing that we can do is we can go give, a, you know, a gift away. If you want to call it a lead magnet or just some sort of value exchange. But, you know, it whether it's a book, that tends to be the one that I focus on because books have, you know, a pretty high perceived value and they're pretty timeless. They last a lot longer than a Facebook post or something like that. Um, but you know, a, a book, some other exchange, a guide, a checklist, something that solves a problem for somebody, somebody, something that, um, is perceived as valuable because we're basically saying, look, we want you to give us your email address, but just as importantly, like the unsaid thing is, we want the right to have your attention moving forward. And so you got to give them something good. And in my case, I always recommend with clients like give away something that somebody else would sell. 
you give away something somebody else would sell and now we've made a good first impression and we've at least earned some attention mm-hmm. to follow up. So, um, you know, that's, that's the, the kind of core of the process is we've got to get somebody to give us permission to, to have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a piece to be able to do that. Right. Because especially when you're dealing with health and wellness, sometimes you can't always give away a free session, you know, like I think of the vitamin, oh, the vitamin company, the, you know, like a, they're not going to give away a free me sitting there and putting a nurse, putting an IV. They gave me nothing for free. I just kind of walked in. I was like, I don't feel well. Can you fix that? And they're like, yeah, we're a try. But like, they could certainly give away a book online about the benefit, the health they benefits. Didn't, they didn't give nothing. They gave no right? video. They gave nothing. I mean, I unfortunately know what B12 and glutathione and all these, there's a ton of different things inside of the IV. I, I'm one that knows all that because I have owned a supplement company in my past. So I know that stuff. I don't think the average lame person knows what B12 or glutathione or these other ones that they can't even pronounce, you know, are in there. So I thought it was interesting. They didn't even have like a baseline to say here what this, this is what this is. And, you know, so it, I think you're right. There's some kind of level of having a lead magnet. Um, they must be doing really well because they didn't ever follow up and they have no lead magnet. So <laughs> they must be just doing fabulously well. Right? Like, they don't need you, Pat, is what I'm saying. I guess they don't need a business coach. Um, I'm kidding, but I don't, I don't know for sure. Um, anyway, so this has been great. I think I really know what you do. So can you tell everybody again, those three, those three main pillars that you really focus on with uh, business owners? Yeah, we have the attract unit where we get them to self-identify and say, hey, I'm interested. We've got the convert unit where we take them from interested to actually ready. And then we've got the deliver unit where we give them the dream come true result through an experience, hopefully, that they enjoy. Mm, That's great. I love that. And you're right. Books are still very strong lead magnets. I try to tell people that all the time, you know, that books are still very viable, um, even though it's, we're an old school, we're a digital age at the end of the day. I mean, I'm looking right now, you can't see, but I'm staring at a huge bookcase of just books, right? So they're awesome. Um, where can people find you? And if they're interested in working with you, what does that look like? So they can find me at patrigsby.com backslash for the win. We've got some cool stuff for them there, a, a book of all things, right? Uh, but then also a scorecard where they can kind of self-identify some of the things they think their business is good with, some of the areas maybe they want to work on. Um, how does it work to work with me? I mean, really, I just connect with people over a call and see if I can help them move their business forward in the areas that they want to work work on to reach what I would define as their ideal business. And we do one-on-one or mastermind-type groups to uh, really work on their business rather than trying to make them kind of just fit into mine. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. There's so many different models, right. But making sure the kind of what I hear is you meet people where they're at, right. And then you move them to the next level. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that. So it's patrigsby.com forward slash like a boss. Is that correct? Yep. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for that. Pat Rigsby.com forward slash like a boss. Go check that out right now. Uh, Pat, thank you so much for being here and thanks for sharing with our listeners on how they can take their business to the next level because that's what this is all about, rising to the top. You can find us at heatherhavenwood.com forward slash podcast or as well as iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and soon to be Pandora. Uh, everyone, this is Heather Havenwood. Check me out at heatherhavenwood.com. 
Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business, triple your list, and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Thank you for listening to Like a Boss, helping you rise to the top. Join Heather's Mastermind at InfluencerTribe.com, where she helps you become an influencer and dominate your field. Follow Heather Havenwood on Instagram. Interested in interviewing or scheduling a call with Heather? Go to CallWithHeather.com. For more, go to HeatherHavenwood.com.